Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello. Uh, this is your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Rage and you want to, uh, don't... Listen to this podcast first. Of course, we are referring to Rage, the 2009 art house film, and not Rage, the iconic music video show we on can't Channel really Two. Spoil a compilation I, music video show. So. Yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm being sorry courteous. For your you fucked warning. it up. Anyway, spoiler warning. Thanks, guys. Peace. I hate the word. Hello and welcome to Mish and Zach's Leguizamarama, a podcast where every week Mish and Zach, or Mish, or Zach and Mish, sit down and watch one thing starring our favourite actor in the entire world, Mr. John Leguizamo. Then we talk about something else for about forty-five minutes. <laughs> Then we talk about that thing for about fifteen minutes. Uh, I am one of the hosts. My name is Zachary Ruane. Uh, you might know me from, um, yeah. You know, push. Uh, is, uh, is the, have we done the Sydney show yet? Oh, we'd be so close. I don't know when this is coming out, but either having just done the Sydney show yeah. where we presented Super Mario Brothers, or about to do the Sydney show where we present Super Mario <laughs> Brothers, go and see that, or acknowledge that we did it. <laughs> Woo. Or acknowledge that we, we did, did it. it. Woo. Thank you. Yay. Um, I'm joined, as always, by Mish Wittrup. Who wants to make something very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of people in the DMs were like, why is it Mish and Zach and not Zach and Mish? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to make it really, really clear that this was not something I forced upon my co-host. Okay. Okay, sure. No, sure. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't fucking do that. Because people are like, I reckon that she would have been a diva about it because Zach is Zach Ruane. Yeah. Um, but no, it sounds better alphabetically. It, yeah. Alphabetical, obviously. Yes, exactly. I'm really struggling here, and we we will introduce you, <laughs> Tilly. But I'm really struggling here between do I which way do I play this? The I was very gracious. I was the one that pitched Mission Zach, which is the truth. I thought it sounded better, um, and also I wanted to um, give a platform to a friend I found really really funny, <laughs> or or <laughs> make or so in that one I'm a hero. Alternatively, I trade in the hero card and make you look like an awful diva. <laughs> I'm struggling to decide whether I want to give me points or take points from you because either way, I'm winning. One year, no, three <laughs> Let, years. Can we ago. just introduce Tilly? Yes. Tilly is a music theatre performer. <laughs> uh, what have you done? You've done so many musicals. YouTube, YouTube, <laughs> YouTube, social the media, YouTube. Many viral <laughs> images on. Facebook and Instagram. You've had virals. Stop it. You're flirting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And have had a few viral diseases. (laughs) Essentially, Tilly's like one of those ridiculously talented people that we've met at uni who has gone on to be far more successful than the vast majority of people, although the minority of people in this room. (laughs) (laughs) not... Not Zach Ruane. <laughs> Just the minority of people in this room. Um, like a ridiculous talent. Welcome, Tilly. Thank Tilly you. Tilly how are you? Oh, my God. What a, what a fucking treat to be here. Thank you so much. Well, you are, I think, the fewest degrees of separation from John Leguizamo, so that's of note. Well, well this isn't a lie. When Zach and I just had agreed to do this podcast or, like, we came up with the, the idea, you were one of the people that we said we've got to get Tilly on because Tilly... Tell us why we so, tell us why. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. When Mish said she was floating this idea of doing a podcast and that she wants me to have me on the show, yes, 
I've worked with Baz Luhrmann mm. on worked a certain... Worked with Baz Luhrmann. Yes. Mm. yes. Yes. So I thought, great, they're going to get me on for one of the Baz Luhrmann <laughs> films yeah, that, that John Leguizamo has yeah. done. But no, you got me to watch this piece of shit film <laughs> called sure. Fucking Rage. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's aptly put because that's what I felt when I was watching this film. Yeah. It would have made sense for us to, to put you on for Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> it would have um, made all, all... I need to be... Really clear here. Okay, I've got it. I'm the hero that put Mish's name first in the title. Also, Mish chooses the films and the guests. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is true. So, so I'm going to give me points yeah. and take points yeah. from Mish. To be honest with you, I just wanted to see you and this was the movie that was next up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll do it. We will do a Baz eventually. Yeah. Um, this, is a, this is a treat. This is a little apartif. <laughs> so what, what were you in the Baz... Directed. I was in Strictly Borum, the musical mm. that Baz Luhrmann directed. Yes. That's what, the one Red Curtain trilogy that John wasn't in. Yeah. Yes, it's true. Okay, so there's <laughs> that Don't get too thing. full of yourself. But do you know what I was doing today? What? what? Romeo and Juliet at high schools. Oh, wow. you two yes. in high schools with Romeo. What are you, who are you? in? So I play a multitude of characters. Yes, great. Uh, I play... Uh, Mercutio, Tybalt, lol. Lol. <laughs> um, the prince and uh, the friar and, of course, the nurse. Oh, that's right. That's good. That's pretty yeah. cool. Nurse is good. Yeah. Can we get some, can we see that? No, why would you want to? Well, well are you no, saying no, like right some... now? Are you asking Tilly to do a, a <laughs> little do it. play? I can, I can do it as a one-man show yeah, if I'd love you that. want. Um, do you think you've done it enough now? Do you think you've done it enough now that if I ripped out a line from Romeo and Juliet, you'd be able to say who said that? Give it a shot, but we do like a, a condensed one-hour yeah. version. Oh, here she goes. She pulls out her fucking phone. Yeah, I'm ready. I love it's gotta this be, shit. It's got to be like a line that's going to be in the Wait, hour Is version. it this? I hate the word. <laughs> no, we all know who that is. Um, my only love sprung from my only hate. That's, that's Juliet. I don't know. It doesn't say. It's Juliet, <laughs> I believe. Yeah, it's, um, my only love. She's at the pool. Sorry, the only version of Romeo and Juliet in my book is the Baz Luhrmann, or, or should I say the, the John Leguizamo. Yeah. <laughs> what about parting as such sweet sorrow? Stop giving, like, Romeo and Juliet lines. <laughs> the lead character. And the nurse. Um, All right, sorry, yeah. We got, we, got, uh, we got the next best thing to Miriam Margulies in this room. <laughs> oh, oh, what drawn and talk of peace. I hate the word. Tim- as oh. I hate hell, all Montagues and thee. Tibble! Yes. Oh, wow. John Leguizamo! Do you say that in this p- version of it or has that been cut? No, in this version I come out, I say one line, we have a knife fight and then I get stabbed and die as Tibble. That's all Tibble oh, wow. That's, That's how Shakespeare would have really version. wanted it. <laughs> I think when Shakespeare was writing this, he's like, I hope one day, if Shakespeare wrote it, I hope one day... Yeah. That this is truncated to the shit and this character that says some of the most beautiful lines in theatre history is you know reduced my, to one line. My favourite thing about the, you know, when that was really big because of that movie that came out, mm-hmm. it was like, did Shakespeare write the plays? I don't, anonymous. Anonymous, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have a higher thing on my list of where my answer is, I don't give a shit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like when people are like, yeah. I think someone else wrote it. I'm like, okay. Sure. <laughs> Could you be okay. Who cares? <laughs> Suddenly we're just talking about Shakespeare. Sorry, everyone that hates Shakespeare, but when I was out of high school. Oh, lo- don't worry about <laughs> it. Don't stress. <laughs> we don't care what they want to hear about. Do not. I guess it goes with my last name, doesn't it? So that's well, that's good. exactly right. It's very true. And, and really, truly, it does not. Matter. Um, this is the well for me. It's my side project where anything, no matter how niche, <laughs> I can just let it out. Uh, for Mish, it's her side project where um, where well, test. I can. I can. I'm. I'm. I'm honing my craft. Honing the craft. And for you, this can be an experience in talking about Shakespeare a lot. <laughs> Or it can be it can be whatever you want it to be because we don't care about our audience. <laughs> <laughs> Yet they keep coming back. <laughs> All like five of them, we love them. Yum, yum, masochism. This, this, is at the, this is the point where I always kind of slip in and say, like, Zach doesn't care because he doesn't have to. I, on the other hand, love you all. She's trying and to win back. I you all to follow me on Instagram. And I, do, and I do love this audience. You're all beautiful. I always get a special treat when, when I get a... 
if, if when I get a, a message or, or an approach when someone talks about this podcast, it's like that's lovely. You, you're not just yelling "put" at me. <laughs> you're not just someone that bullied me in high school. Go "put." You know, so it's lovely. Do you know how much "put" has come into my life? You fuckheads! <laughs> what happened? Oh my god! Just straight men are obsessed with going "put." Put. <laughs> like, uh, they do. They love it. They love it. <laughs> Wait, you've done you've done a Donna. Yes, we did a we did a sketch together. I remember. The, um, zoom, 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 zoom. Yeah, the, the, zoom, the zoom, pitch yeah. perfect one. That's yeah. it. Well, everyone here has been in a Donna sketch. And Every, all three of us have been in at least one Donna <laughs> sketch. Have you? Uh, yeah, I did Mr. Mustache <laughs> Man. That was really good. That was a really good one. Uh, they didn't let me do more of them and then this started. <laughs> yeah, so that yeah, was... yeah. My favourite thing at the moment is that uh, I've been doing a bunch of other podcasts for other people. Look it up. Uh, <laughs> and they use headshots of all the comedians that they have on them, except I haven't got a headshot since 2012. So the photo they use of me is me as the Bunnings woman. <laughs> That's my headshot for like on Brilliant. posters for stuff now. That's so funny. Um, no, we met at uni. Yes. Mm. yes. Um, and I think it's probably worth noting because we do talk about uni a fair bit on this podcast. Do we? It comes up. We talk about everything so much that I don't know if any one thing is like a thing we talk no, about. No, no, it comes up. So Tilly and I were in the same year level. You were. Yes. But Different Tilly, courses. Yeah, Tilly studied musical theatre and mm-hmm. I was studying acting. Mm. Um, but that's how we met. Isn't it funny that you studied music theatre and now you're doing a play and you studied acting and now you're doing whatever the fuck this is? <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. You you. Bitch. No, I'm doing this as well. There are days where I just go, "What are we doing?" Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. There are days where I'm like, so I'm currently trying to find a, a, a like, I'm, I'm. You I'm, are doing other stuff. I <laughs> want to say that very clearly. Yeah, no, no, no. It's fair, but I think it's also worth checking in that about a month ago I mentioned that I was made redundant and that I no longer have a job. Mm. I now have a couple of jobs, which is really great. Mm. But I'm also looking for more work, and now I was like looking at like ways that I can like hone in my admin experience, a bit of bookkeeping, a lot of office management. Like, where can I place that? And I'm like, oh, but I've got to make sure that while trying to pay the bills and the rent and keep my dog alive and move out with my partner Sorry. and all of that, I have to make sure I have time to discuss <laughs> John Leguizamo's sketches called Big Balls. <laughs> so somewhere in my adult life I make time for two hours of oh, doing that. Oh, my goodness. There was, like, there was a point today I've, I was explaining earlier. I, I've had a very busy day where I'm recording this and it was just really, really hectic. And then I was like, exactly that. I was like, oh, at some point I need to have a weird, experimental, indulgent, um, student film-esque <laughs> series of monologues playing in double time behind me while I continue to do this work. I was going to ask. I should have bloody put it on triple time. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Zach watches most of our films on. Not most. Well, not most. You've gotten, like, the first few episodes that you did were, like, his good ones. You've got a few up the sleeve that are the really good ones. Like, I'd never heard of this film before. Yeah. Was surprised at the all-star cast. Yeah, of course. Before we launch into the film, what is... I was about to say, what is your relationship with John Leguizamo? (laughs) But you know what I mean. Like, did you know who he was? Because you actually, when we announced that we were doing this podcast, Mm. you slid into the DMs (laughs) and were like, oh my god, this is very exciting. Yeah, I just really love his work in Big Balls. Yes. Yes, very good. Who doesn't? I yeah. mean, that that was one of the best, one of the highlights of the Funny or Die era. Yeah. Um, but so you knew who he was. You were a fan. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. That's uh, great. Of course. Don't patronise me. <laughs> no, no, that's not patronising. He's not super well no, known in Australia. Him. Yeah. And, and we kind of thought. I think we thought when we started doing this, mm. we thought there would be just a frisson more. Like other people that right. have this emotional yes. connection, this like, yeah, yeah. The, the, he's done so many movies in our childhoods that just hit in yeah. a certain way. Yeah, we assumed it would hit other people, and it has, and that's the three people listening. <laughs> but it's really exciting when a guest is like, not only, not only did I look him up and go, oh, but like you were actually a fan of his work. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's incredible. Yeah. Like, even in this film where he's in two scenes doing monologues, he's yeah. a master class of acting. Yeah. He's brilliant. But the, the films that I know him from are his more, like, well-known ones. Yes, like yes. Obsessed the Romeo with and his Tybalt and, yeah. Yeah. and um, To Lose the Trek. 
And of course, course Tuong. We should mention, I don't think we've even mentioned, I am a drag queen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Do you want to introduce yourself? Because I did so poorly <laughs> at that introduction. I did so, so badly. <laughs> well, because I, I was really, I've, I've, I've had a big day and I was, I was going to throw to Mish to do the intro because I was like, I don't want to fuck this up, Tilly, because I'm a really big fan, but I fucked it up. So you're a drag queen. Well, yes, I should you're say. You're a music theatre performer, all the things. Like, I'm devastated that there's not cameras here because I came in full drag in my massive ball gown. <laughs> I can't believe Zach didn't just jerry. Yes. <laughs> well, no, you, you are an actor, a, mu- a singer, a musical theatre performer, a YouTuber and a drag queen. Look, I'll do anything for a buck. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, but like lots of awards. You'd get all, you win all the fringe awards. Well, you do. <laughs> <laughs> There's all of them. Like, and um, you did Party Snake last year, which toured and sold out and won yes. all the awards. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're up for um, um, uh, an award for the Green Room this year, which is super exciting. Oh my so god, that's week. right. Wait, yes. is that is that Party Snake? The show is like, what's yeah. the award? The, the best performer. Get fucked. It's amazing. So cool. Yeah, Green Room. So man. that was a terrible introduction. <laughs> I feel really bad. Um, uh, in fact, I w- hate it what I did there, but that's 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 so exciting! Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. Um, so not only also, did we oh, not, not only did we not get Tilly on for Baz Luhrmann, but we <laughs> didn't get Tilly on for the famous drag queen movie. We got Tilly on for Rage. Well, the fashion, you're a fashionista. <laughs> do you know yeah. what? The, do, can I t- explain the link? Yes. Or what were you going to say? I was going to say the the film is very weirdly Uh. me. (laughs) It's your theatrical. The thinking in my mind was your theatrical. And also Tilly had her origins in uh, the Tilly Project. Yes. yes, Which was uh, where you would recreate uh, famous... Uh, like fashion runway imagery yeah. or dresses using things you had lying around the yeah, house. Yeah, household items. I've since um, archived all the photos and have used my 15,000 followers for my drag queen Instagram <laughs> profile. That's genius. <laughs> Very clever. No, if, you, if you look up the Tilly Project, you like on Google or whatever, I'm sure a whole bunch of images I come up. I think it does come up, um, yeah. But also your drag is like phenomenal. Thank you. I, yeah, I'm trying to shift the focus off of that one onto my <laughs> Drag. Yeah. Shout out to RuPaul's Drag Race. Have me on season three. Thank you. <laughs> season Thank two you. been cast already. Uh, no, I'm not ready for season <laughs> two. <laughs> you know, strategic, babe. I want to win. <laughs> season three. Season yeah, three. you want to be. You want to get that season three. You, like we know, we know um, more uh, Master Chef in this. In sure. this yes. Uh, family. Yes. Well, you did a podcast on Master Chef. That's right. Absolutely. And and I think season three. Here's my opinion on reality shows. And, and RuPaul, the original RuPaul, I've never seen season one because it was hard to get and it's like just yeah, Vaseline screen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but uh, the thing I think with reality shows are season one, there's like a, a spark, there's a spunk, there's something really exciting. Season two is when all the people that were like, I'm not going to go for season mm-hmm. one, go for it. So yeah. I think usually season two is like, the most fire season. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. That's the Adam Lau season yeah. of MasterChef. Yeah. Season three, that's a good one. That's a smart one. Yeah, season three, I wanted to see where the show landed, season one, to yeah. be, okay, what kind of drag are they experiencing? Mm. How can I elevate that? Fuck and yeah. how can I have enough money to be able to go on the fucking show? Because it costs oh. a shit ton of money to yeah, do Yeah, because you, you have that. to bring all your own costumes and everything, don't you? Like, yes. Yeah. It's actually quite ridiculous when you think about it. Now we're talking about drag race. No, it's That's fine. fine. <laughs> we cannot <laughs> express to you. If all we did was talk about the movie we'd watch, we'd be like, uh, John Leguizamo was good. Yeah. The script was not to his the standard we believe he should get. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, this is also quite apt because you were on Drag Race. I did, well, I did do a little cameo on Drag Race, which was very surreal. I screamed. Do. I was like... <laughs> Yes, you know them from Auntie Donna, but I know them from uni. <laughs> That's my friends. Uh, that was yeah, that was very funny. That was and that was I think particularly strange because of COVID, mm. we couldn't go in the studio. Like we couldn't do the look who I ran into in the studio, Lisa Kudrow moment. Were they actually there? Are you I, allowed to say that? I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I'm meant to say. Can you nod or shake your head right now? Well, what what what's the assumption? What do you think they're trying to no. create? Well, I think any of the guests that they have were pre-recorded and they pre-record like ha 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 
to react to whatever the girls do. Right, yeah, yeah, right. But I'm now thinking... I mean, I would have just told you either way, but I'm now you thinking... Probably keep that ...that that's wraps. something... Well, do you know what? I just assumed we were all going to... Like, I didn't think it was, like, the, the, what you're describing. Right. Or that there was any sort of secret about how we did it or not. Right. And then I saw um, Taika Waititi doing his whole, like, yes, very good. Yeah. No, yeah. not good. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I th- were we meant to be... <laughs> But the thing is, Auntie Donna, though, that type of thing would work for you because you wouldn't know if it was supposed to be like that or if it was just yeah. fucking stupid, like well, Auntie was, Donna. There was big conspiracy theories that Rue wasn't even there. In New Zealand. Yeah, that, yes. like that Rue wasn't because at was, no point there's like been all these like compilation videos made about it and shit. At no point does he touch any of the contestants. They oh, never seen true. like that's overlapping. That's just because he's a bitch. A... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should not say that no, if I want to go on this show. Take it back. <laughs> um, no, but there's no. Oh, they never overlap each other. They're always like there was this big conspiracy that Rue's not even there. It's like you know that Rue is there if the yeah. only guest they have on in person is Raven every time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, <laughs> Whenever Raven's a guest, you're like, well, Rue's there. Because yeah. that's Rue's makeup um, artist. I tell you what. We, oh, we'll, yes, yeah, that is important yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. We do need to say that. We've got to bring the audience on <laughs> a little bit. Especially if your Sorry. audience grew from MasterChef. It's good to educate <laughs> the <laughs> children. <laughs> so basically Rue had a, uh, a makeup artist and hair person. He was the man that created the Rue as we know know her then something mysterious happened around season nine there's some odd photos of the first few episodes i love how much you know about it <laughs> yeah but I, you I, I watch love... it properly uh yeah yeah very oh. se- the last few seasons i've been a bit shaky sure. but yeah there's it's a like... lot there's so many of them. <laughs> there's a billion i've actually kind of jumped over to uk now is my love main... oh, good. I, the most recent season of uk drag race is my favorite the season. best season bimini, of all time bimini bombalash is like my yeah. favorite is in my top five favorite drag yeah. season one and two of UK gives me season five and six of US vibes. Yes. 100%. It's back to professional, world-class, but a little scrappy, a little rough around the edges. That's when I like... That's why when I like the drag queens on... Rue Paul's Drag Race the most is when they're a bit scrappy. There's, like, this journey between from the start to the finish, and you see it in Bimini. Well, like, I just think, like, I think... I mean, you're, you're, you're a drag queen. You, you'll have more <laughs> opinions than me. <laughs> I just think the later seasons of The American, I'm struggling a little bit to connect with it because there are people on that show that wouldn't be drag queens if not for RuPaul's Drag Race. True. Very Which true. is okay, which yeah. is kind of cool, and that's often framed as a good thing, and it is beautiful. But there's something about the earlier seasons where it's like these are, like these girls are doing this whether they make a living from it or yeah. not. They'll yeah, do it yeah. in a pub yeah. or they'll do it on the TV. Yeah. And th- those are the people that interest me, those ones that just yeah. go and for it. That's yeah. what I was so excited about Australia for is because we have such iconic legends and we got to see some of them, like your Maxi Shields in the Australian mm. one. But I think that editing and production team just need maybe a couple of years to work out how they want to really push Australian drag to drag race because drag yeah. race is so American mm-hmm. and Australian drag is so different to American drag. And I know that it has potential to be so good once they sort of work out what they're doing. Mm. So if you're a drag race fan and you don't like season one of drag race down on the, please stick with it. I'm sure it will find <laughs> At its At the fees. very least mm. until season three. <laughs> three. <laughs> well, I want to do a cameo. I want my friend to keep exactly. getting judging yeah. roles and I want yes. you to get season three. So yes. let's do this. Oh my gosh. Actually though, Auntie Donna in the studio being like a drag race panel judge would be ultimate oh. chaos and would be so good TV. See, yeah. this is the thing. That's lovely of you to say, but I worry it would have um, Joel, McHale vibes. I've always worried. When they asked, I was like very close to like, I don't want to be Joel McHale. Like, I loved it, but. Is he the one that was like. Wooing. Yeah, and yeah. I loved it for oh, yeah. um, how mad <laughs> Michelle Visage got. That was so funny. But I just, I, I, I. I wouldn't want to come in and like, I love that show, and I, I just, I would hate to come in and just be like, the wrong energy yeah. and 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 mm. and the, I don't want to jo- be Joel McHale. I loved being Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe maybe you could be one of those like acting coaches for a, That's, a that skit. Would, I would love that. I think that would be drag cool. race skits, mm. Auntie Donna skits. It's like 
the gay version of <laughs> yeah. Auntie Donna. Too, like too long, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit weird, a bit chaotic, yeah, a bit chaotic. <laughs> um, no, I would. That would be in my mind the best way. To, I would love to do that, like a little bit of coaching or. Um, oh, like doing a mini challenge. I mean, something. I would also. I mean, yeah. the episode we were in was the family challenge. I mean, I would love to be that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Can I want to get famous enough to be like, we're gonna drag up Auntie Donna. <laughs> <laughs> When they were like, when they were get like, as well, get all of the extras, <laughs> the extra characters yeah. in. Oh, oh, wow. That was when they were like, uh, we want you for the, uh, we want you for the, for the like makeover episode. We're like, what? I'm like, so you can introduce the rugby players. <laughs> I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um, at this point, we probably should read the blurb. <laughs> no, what is that? No, we need to talk about Baz. No, we'll talk about Baz another we'll time. Get we'll get you on another time. Talk about Baz. <laughs> All right. So this is a very quick blurb on the film, and then after I finish the blurb, we can go back to talking about anything other than the film. Beautiful. Okay. All right. Cool. <clears throat> oh, I'm gonna love this. This is good. I'm excited. You don't even know what it says. I think you're going to be funny. I think you're going to do a good one. I actually don't think it's that funny. Oh, did you go for a more normal one? No, I just didn't put as, I didn't put a lot of effort in. Okay, I understand. I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it is funny. I didn't put a lot of effort in, but maybe I've gotten better at this and now maybe it's just naturally funny. Tilly comes from the world of fashion, of, um, of drag, of cabaret, of music theatre, where effort and hard work and um, all, all of those things are not just important but essential. <laughs> and respect. That is what gives you the edge. Do you know what, though? The more and more you do drag, the less and less you give a shit about it because it's so much fucking effort oh that my God. I can appreciate it mm. if this is undercooked. <laughs> so. Believe me. All right. All right. <clears throat> this is my drag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Rage is a 2009 art house film about all the different characters in and around a New York fashion house. It stars heaps of really famous Hollywood actors that all wish they could sustain a lavish lifestyle by being theatre actors, but they can't, so they act in movies like Star Wars and Casino Royale and Cats. very good. Thank you. See, that was funny. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're putting yourself down a little too early there. (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, The movie is about a young guy named Michael Angelo. Oh. who films behind-the-scene interviews on his cell phone. Whilst he is conducting these interviews, gunshots are heard and our cute little chat-to-camera movie kind of becomes a murder mystery story with everyone pointing fingers at other people in the fashion house. It's kind of a commentary on the dog-eat-dog industry and a deep study of addiction, power and identity, but mostly it's just a platform for famous actors who want to have their little art house moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, John Leguizamo plays Jed, a security guard of Eddie Izzard, which is actually a delightful pairing, but because this movie is just a series of monologues, they never actually ever seen in the movie together. You're absolutely right. That would have been a great... Eddie Izzard and John Leguizamo. I would have loved to have yeah. seen how that um, eventuated. So which one's Eddie Izzard? He, Tiny Diamonds. Which was Tiny Diamonds? <laughs> I need to say that I'm horrible with character names oh, and fine. actor names. So Eddie Izzard was – so you know how John Leguizamo was a security guard? Yes. He was a security guard for Eddie, Eddie Izzard who owned something. It was fairly unclear. I'm just going to Google Eddie Izzard. Um, like I know who Eddie Izzard is. He's I'm a tr- comedian. Trying to remember who – so she's – so he was in the film that yes. we watched. Yes, what Eddie Izzard. I uh, had a had a, a vest, a, a embroidered vest, and a blazer. My God, was I the only one who watched this film? No, I watched it in two parts. I finished it this afternoon. No, it's fine. Um, um, if you looked, if you if you saw his face, you would know. Cool. Um, but this movie has like Judy Dench. Yeah. It has Jude Law. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, sorry, but no, that was what? not good. Are you not a fan of Jude oh, Law? Wow. I did not enjoy Jude Law in this film. I have such I a different I didn't realise Jude Law was in this film. Jude, Jude, Law, Law, Jude Law was, um, what was the name, the character's Minx? name? Minx. Minx. Wait. The you... drag queen. Was that Jude Law? That was Jude what Law. I found out when I Googled it. I watched the whole thing being like, what a cool... What a cool opportunity for a non-binary actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it Welcome like, to 2009, Tilly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. Then I was like, Jude Law wasn't in it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Jude Law. 
Um, and it's got who else? It's got Steve Buscemi in that. Love yes. that. Love Buscemi. And do you know when Steve Buscemi came on the screen? I saw Steve Buscemi. I was like, oh god, I reckon he's a cameraman, and he fucking was. Mm. <laughs> Photographer. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. What did you think of the movie, Tilly? What so were your okay, thoughts, broadly speaking, Look. opening your mind. There's like a one percent chance that John's listening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We love you. Um, yes. So it took me on a roller coaster of a journey. Mm. I have to say that the first time I watched it, not going to lie, I was like, sweet, an art house film. Let's smoke a joint. Let's sit back. Let's enjoy. Mm. I got about eight minutes in and was like, boring. Yeah. Mm. And then I realized that I was probably a bit too out of it to actually catch what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Because mm. it's just a stand to camera and Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So then I was like, maybe we need to stop this one and finish it when I'm in a more sober mood. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. today I, I watched it and I can like appreciate it for what it was, but I do think it just like missed the mark a bit. That's fair. Yeah, I think I yeah, I that that's where I'm about at. <laughs> I thought I thought that the concept was interesting, but that I don't know, there's just something so I I, I was kind of like the first 20 minutes of it, I was like, yeah, I could fucking get on board with mm-hmm. this. I can really tap into my indie fucking theatre wanker right deep, deep down inside and really fucking pick this apart. Yeah. And then as it kind of progressed, it did just become, like I said in the blurb, a whole bunch of very famous Hollywood actors being incredibly <laughs> indulgent. Mm. Did you not feel that? I uh... Except John. I had no, no. I think it was. Um, I think it was. I see how it was, the director is has made really great films. Mm-hmm. Sally Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, that's yeah. It. But she's made really good films, right? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The actors, it would have been not even a full day, Mm. a half a day. And it's like, do you want to do this interesting concept, half a day? It would have cost her nothing to make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think they were just trying something. So that's where I'm not going to yeah. be like, fuck this movie. Yeah. I think they were just giving something a crack yeah. and it didn't quite land. Don't you think it is all actors that wished they could make it in theatre permanently? Like, well, some, some of them, them do. Them yeah, very well in but No, but in order to, they still have to make it. No, I thought it. that was very funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a great observation. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what it reminded me of? So when Sydney Fringe last year didn't happen, they oh. tried to push everything online. Yes. So all these oh. frantic theatre makers tried to turn this theatre into something that could be filmed, and it just reminded me of that. Like people mm. just sort of, it should have been a stage show. It I was feel. amazing moments where people were like, during that moment, and you're more in in the theatre scene than yeah. I am. Uh, like I used to be a lot more in it, and there was a lot of people that were just like, "Oh my god, um, there's an amazing like we don't have to do live theatre anymore. <laughs> there's an amazing way to capture performance. <laughs> like that's film. It's existed for over a hundred years. I know we're all struggling with this pandemic." <laughs> But Steven Spielberg is well ahead of what you're doing. (laughs) And I think if if you ever watched someone film a theatre show and then you've watched that film, do you Mm. know what I mean? It's never the same. Mm. It's never the same. It always looks pretty garbage. And I think I wouldn't say this film was garbage. I actually didn't hate it. I thought it was enjoyable. But it had that element of like... It was weird. It weird. Was very, it was weird. And then because it was going for the document. Look, again, all power to, yeah. But it was going for the documentary aesthetic, but it was very written. It was monologue mm. And it was just like, just these like moments. For me, it had like real student Oh, my God, I wrote that down. Yeah. 100% something that you do in, like, second year at drama school. Yeah. And that, like, is written by one of the other students. You do it (laughs) in your spare time. Oh, my God, I just had the worst flashback. Of second year drama school. Oh, God, yes. We had to write 
monologues in movement class and then we had to pick a spot on our uni campus to perform the monologue and we had to perform it with the written word and then perform it in just a movement piece. I did that and I like... I, f- I feel like that had the same energy as this film. <laughs> Do you know there's a moment in this film that reminded me the most of, like, theatre monologues? Mm. It was when someone was like, bang, 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 off stage, which is something I would do if I was directing a series of monologues. Bang, 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 off stage. And, like, oh, and then there was, like, hullabaloo. And then someone, like, run, ran onto the camera and then did a monologue. They're like, <laughs> we can't do a monologue right now. Someone's just died outside. That's the way fashion is, baby. We move fast and we don't do monologues when someone just dies. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Mine was when the the ending when there's that massive shootout and Judy Dunch, Judy Dunch. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Judy Dunch. Um, no, Judy Dench pulls out a fucking doobie and just lights it up. And she just continues to smoke rather than be, like, freaked out by what's going on, like, just next door. She's going to be like, now it's time for a monologue, darling. Let's go. (laughs) Sorry, Tilly, that's just fashion. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot of, like, there was a lot of, it had, do you know why I think I thought student vibes more than anything was this, (laughs) was it was just, like, observations about the fashion industry that... A, we all know. Yeah. We're all there. Yeah. Like, we're all there. It's like, okay, yeah, they make the clothes in wet China. Like, yeah. I know. Oh, they tell their models to be skinny. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it was everything we know. But it had this energy of, like, someone writing about fashion that had never been to a f- it, it had this, like, disconnect yeah. with fashion. 100%. Does that make... Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, yeah. like, nothing in this film beats the monologue... This whole film of monologues, there's not a single film, like this experimental, interesting film of monologues about the fashion industry. Nothing in it beats the monologue in Devil Wears Prada where she's like, <laughs> that shirt you're wearing, yeah. I chose that colour yeah. three years ago. You know that monologue? Yeah, it's a good monologue. It's a great monologue. And it Iconic. like captures what fashion is and it, yeah. and this is a, an entire movie of monologues. And it doesn't have one thing no. that's better than this, no. like, trashy yeah. rom-com. I trashy. Will, that I will is say, an iconic movie. How dare you? <laughs> trashy. I did, I did air quotes. <laughs> they <laughs> can't see the air quotes. They only have your voice. It has Adrian Grenier. It can only go so far. <laughs> um, I will say I think the best part of this. Oh, I have a question as well after I've said this. Mm-hmm. So, if it involves, like, specifics, I wasn't <laughs> really <laughs> engaged. Um, no, when the first shootout happens, John Leguizamo was in the middle of a yes. monologue and mm. his reaction to a sh- like the gunshots was very good. Yeah. He's like right. he's like honestly, honestly, I he is so fucking phenomenal and it's in movies like this where you've got your Judy Dentures and you've got your fucking Jude Laws or whatever. Where I get really mad that he hasn't been given the opportunities that they have to the same extent because mm. he is so good. Like, I mean, that, that little role, which you were right, he probably would have gone in for half a day, mm. half a day, probably learnt the script off set while they were doing lights and stuff. He had big balls in the morning and then this in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That is exactly, that's how and it works. then he smashed out a couple of, like, sloth lines for Ice <laughs> yeah. Age 4. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's phenomenal. Like, he is, yeah. like, if you want to see an example of... Very, very good John Leguizamo acting, and you've already seen Romeo and Juliet. You've already seen about 20 <laughs> other films. Yeah. Um, no, but it is. It's a really, really good example of some very, very good acting. I, yeah, sorry, go. You. I think um, the other gentleman that was in the film wearing the vest is also a big John Leguizamo fan and watched his Tybalt and was like, I'm going to base my character on Tybalt. You know that other guy? Oh, yeah. oh the one who played, like, the, the detective or something? No, no. The my fashion. God. The, the fashion designer. Oh, the, yes, yes. Yeah, I was like, is this some cheap John Leguizamo Tybalt <laughs> knockoff? What is going on? <laughs> oh, was he? What was his name? What was, was Ma, Ma, Mervin, Ma, Ma, Merlin. 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 Merlin, I think he was a designer. I don't know. There was so it was, many characters. Um, there was too many characters. <laughs> there was a lot of characters. But that, that detective guy, oh, my God, <laughs> was he in Shaft? Like, what? <laughs> Can I just say I opened up my phone internet browser just then to look up that actor to see who it was, thinking that the first thing that would come up would be, um, like, the Rage, the movie, because I've been looking at it. But I, the thing that came up was the dress <laughs> because I wanted to see if the dress was still blue and black for me, and it is. It's golden white for me right now. It's golden blue. That's I wow. see golden lilac. 
It's blue hey, yeah, and black. Let's talk about the fucking <laughs> golden white, blue and black dress. Oh my no, god! So bitch. this is my question. What's your question? This is my question. <laughs> yeah. Who did the shooting? Did we ever find out? That's what frustrates me. You know me. what? I could ask the same question, but it would be like very genuinely phrased like this. Same wording. This is a little. Uh, this is a little um, cl- uh, masterclass in acting for our listeners. From so, do you want me to ask the question acting. again? No, I'm going to ask the question mm. with different intention. Okay. Um, what was the wording? That was. What we, yeah, uh, you go. How did? So, uh, uh, who did the shooting? Uh, yeah, who did the shooting? And then what was your next bit? No, that was that it. was it. That was the question. All right. <laughs> My question is, who did the shooting? <laughs> does it, because my question is like, does it tell you at the end? Was that while I was unstacking the dishwasher? Whereas I'm like, I watched to the end and it was like, like who did the shooting? <laughs> and I was like, who did the shooting? <laughs> so Mish, I don't know who did the shooting. Really tell us. I don't think, I don't think you find out. Like society did the fucking shooting. I don't know. Yeah, like, you never fashion. find out. But, but also, <laughs> am I right to say that at the end there, if either of you watched this like I did, no. Michelangelo, <laughs> who we never see, who's mm. behind the camera, mm. went home with the model? Lily Cole. Yeah, yeah, went home with Lily Cole. I thought she was amazing, by yeah, the way. Incredible. She was great. Yeah, she got baby face. Yeah, her name was Lettuce Leaf. Lettuce Leaf. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so dumb. Let us leave. Did you know that when this movie was released, it was released to phone? It was the first movie ever to be released mm-hmm. to phone? I saw was that it? on Wikipedia. Yeah, same. <laughs> oh, that's such a, like, funding application moment. Well, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was the, the first ever film to yeah. be released on a cell phone. Was it yeah. re- filmed on a phone or f- released on so a phone? It, it's supposed to be the influence the guy that's filming is supposed to be filming on his cell phone. So it was really when social media, it came out in like 2009, 2009. I think. 2009. Yeah. So it was really when social media was blowing, well, not even blowing up. We were sort of just getting started. Like yeah. Instagram, I don't think I had Instagram in 2009. Anyway, maybe I just started. Who and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like this word it's when It was when Facebook was properly more popular than MySpace. MySpace was gone and it was that kind of new way. Instagram like, yeah. was more of a filter than it was a social True. media. Right? Yeah, I had it before you could have followers and then yeah. people started following me. I'm like, what the fuck? That's and now strange. it's this like massive thing. Mm. Yeah, it was it because there was the, some of the influencer stuff was very clunky, like mm. very but then I I for, I forgive it a little more if I go it was that ahead of its time. Yeah, it actually mm. was cuz the word influencer to me did not exist in 2009. No. So it was actually super ahead of its time for that. But looking back on it, you see that it's so daggy. But it kind of brought in this idea of the influencer. It's like mm. how anything about COVID-19 right now won't age well because mm-hmm. we don't know what COVID-19 <laughs> is for culture. Mm. Yeah. That's the same. They're like, influencer? It's yeah. like, that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. We can't make art yeah. about it. Like, yeah. we don't know. That's As a, a good side point. note, you just mentioned COVID. Can I just say, I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say this, but feel free to cut it out, Thomas, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know how you've got ads on the show? Yeah. Love it. Congratulations. Thank you, you so much. Coin. That's huge. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we're paying for the Tom that's going to cut this bit. <laughs> but one of the ads that you have is talking about getting tested for COVID if you have any, like, symptoms of scratchy throats or colds. Wow. The person that is saying the ad... Sounds like they have a cold <laughs> and should probably go get tested, doll. Like, I'm like, you could have got somebody else in to do it. Just like, if you feel like you're sick, go and get yourself that's, tested. I don't know what's so funnier, funny. that observation, or you think that we would cut that, because that's, like, better than half of what no, we no, include. No, I don't want to, like, ostracise you from ad comedy. Fuck, they're not listening to this. No, 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 what I love about that is that means the government is giving us money, which means the taxpayer is giving us money, which means my parents are still giving me money. <laughs> Well, my parents are doing that, but not through a loophole. <laughs> it's just called being an unemployed actor. Which is like, I'm so proud of you, Zach. You've gone and done it on your own. Oh, no, no, you're still paying me. Anyway, I'll have to call system. Screen Australia. Well, that reminds me, do you guys remember the ads for Lava Life? I think it was like a dating website. No. no. So funny. So it was on TV. It was on free-to-air TV, probably around about the 2009s, actually. Yeah, wow. Um, we were still watching TV then. I remember, like, getting home from uni and watching Q&A with my roommates. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, fun fact. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't watch TV anymore. We no. Watch, but when really. we weren't when we weren't watching Q and A, we were watching our box set of Skins. <laughs> DVD we were, we loved box. Skins. We loved Skins. Oh, Mine so was much. Sex in the City. Yeah, oh, see? great, great. Yeah, that, that's the difference between the acting students and the, the musical theatre students. Oh my god, absolutely. <laughs> musical theatre students watch Sex in the City. We watch Skins. Anyway, in this They're lava like the life, Jets and the Sharks, aren't they? The music theatres versus yeah. the actors. That's the yeah. most musical theatre thing you could have said. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wait, another. I actually think it's more like the Montagues versus the Capulets. (laughs) In this Lava Life commercial, they got some NRL player to promote it. And the NRL player comes out and he's like, hi, I don't remember his name. I'll just make it up. Some fucking NRL name. Hi, my name's Brody James. That is such an NRL name. (laughs) My name's Brody James. I play for the Roosters. I used to be so uncomfortable socially. Lava Life has helped me so much. I've never seen someone look more uncomfortable so in my life. I think I do remember that very Yeah, vaguely. And then, like, a woman comes up and he puts his arm around and he's like, and that's how I met Bethany or whatever. There's nothing <laughs> better. I, I really do miss Poor Bethany. late night late night television and late night ads. Do you remember, like, now. hot dogs? Yeah, sexy hot dogs. ads. You I love hot dogs, don't you? I love hot dogs. Up late with hot dogs, if you, if you don't know... If you if that's so specific, but hot dogs. No, used I to know do it. I know that show. Game. That game show yeah. that gives me anxiety because that is like you need to go to bed, but for some reason you're you've been hypnotized by this awful game show. Just terrible, <laughs> and it was just so with this guy that was on. Big Brother, hot and he dogs. would just sit there, and his name was Hot Dogs. And I think the only reason his name was Hot Dogs was because someone else on that season had his shared <laughs> first name. So like, so I'm like, going to go with Hot Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and then he ended up hosting this show from, like, midnight to 6 a.m. where he would just ask a question, and the questions were quite easy, and then they just wouldn't answer the phone for an hour, so heaps of people would call in and pay 55 cents. That's so true. Terrible, terrible show. Gambling. I would like to say... Mm-hmm. That in 2012, mm-hmm. Tilly was what is essentially like prom king. It's called Encore's King. Mm. And I, Mish Witchrup. Were you? Was Encore's Queen. Wow. It's true. And it was the right choice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've done so much for Congratulations. that. Congratulations. Yeah, I know. Don't you think so? Thank you. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. I wasn't. I can't remember who got it. If people were ever questioning how cool I was ever, yes. Are you sure? Did that really happen? Yeah. That's not on my resume. (laughs) (laughs) You should put that on. Green Room Award nominee, Sydney Fringe winner, Prom King. (laughs) You're a Prom King. Um, And I just think that that's a really nice little beautiful way to wrap up this podcast so everyone knows how cool we were. Because that's student voted, bitch. Um, Okay, Leguistamos. 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 Tough. Do you want to go first? Oh, no, no. I think this is a you first kind of situation. I'm going to give it two and a half leg with Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because uh, Blinken, you would have missed him. He wasn't in it that much. But the work he did was f- genuinely fucking stellar. Like, it was very good. That scene where um, there's a gunshot and he's the one to hear it and the reaction to that is fucking phenomenal acting. Okay, I'm going to go with two and a half. Because barely in it. No, no, I'm just, I was just going to copy you. Um, because I liked the contrast. I thought that John was playing a very different character from everyone else in the film. I thought he brought a very different energy. Uh, I thought he brought uh, a sort of ruggedness to a script that was fighting ruggedness and truth. Um, and and. I, I love Eddie Izzard, and I think those two together, that would have been a fantastic Oh, pair. God, wouldn't it have been good? Um, so I'm going to give it a two and a half. You can't really go too low on the Leguistamos. Tilly, Leguistamos are um, how Leguizamo it is. Yeah, this is the thing. So is it how good Leguizamo was in the film no, no. or how much Leguizamo had an impact over the how whole film? How Leguizamo we the film was. Tell me a film. Take that as you Tell want. me a film. Yeah. Not starring John Leguizamo and I'll tell you how, how many Leguistamos it has. Not starring Yeah, yeah not because I don't want to give away future Leguistamos. Any any movie. Devil Wears Brother. I would say that's like a one and a half Leguistamos. 
I would say that that's a one Luke was starting. Yeah, he's, he's not in it. We're not going to go higher than <laughs> Should two. Should that yeah. be a zero? Well, no, no because you can I, unpack it a bit. You know, and I think that, you know, he's like Adrian Grenier has a bit of <laughs> has a bit of John energy. John could have very easily done the Stanley Tucci role. Yeah, we love it would Tucci. Have been a it's New York. very New York. I'm walking here, like John Leguizamo. The thrill of a great John performance, like the thrill you get from watching him play Tybalt is the same thrill you get from a great Tucci performance. So Tucci's performance in that film, Gives along you. with the rugged, uh, boyish <laughs> handsomeness of Adrian Grenier, gives it a one and a half leg with Starmo, in my opinion. Does this make sense? <laughs> Not really. So. <laughs> so how many leg with Starmos do you give rage? So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really proud of my, like... Explaining my working out on yeah, the one was, and a half. Thank that was you. Very, very I think good. I'm fucking up the guy from Entourage's name, though. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, who? Adrian Grenier. Grenier. He's the the love yeah, interest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grenier. Yeah, yeah. He's got him and uh, there's a like sexy Luigi era John, and they've got a similar. I would not agree with you. Like they've like at least worth a quarter of a Leguistamo. Like, Maybe a quarter purely because it's attractive, but I wouldn't. Yeah, say no, that. I, I feel you. No. I, give, I, I, I take it back. Mm. Okay, guys. By the mm. way, just very quickly, slipping in very very quickly, this is most definitely a Daddy Guizamo film. Daddy Guizamo. Yeah, it's a difference between Dad Guizamo and Sexy Luigi. It's something oh, around gotcha. his daddy. Yeah. So there's different eras yeah. of Daddy Yeah, of course. I'm so sorry of I interrupted course. you. That was so rude. No, no, no. So it's like fucking dare you. It's like Dad <laughs> I'm Guizamo, leaving. but with a frisson of Hollywood. Gotcha. Yeah, he's been, he's lived because yeah, he's got yeah. a kid. Yeah. But he's um, not like full sweater vest yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, no big up just yet. No, no, no. no, no. Um, okay, so I do have to say that this was the most, like, natural I've seen John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. Like, my five-star kind of Leguizamo film is when he, like, goes for a fucking character. I love that. Mm. I'm going to have to split it down the middle and give it two and a half because I yeah. don't think his impact on the film was that great. You could have mm. cut him from it and the film mm. would have just still been as You could have cut the entire film and the film would have... <laughs> yeah, you truthfully. could have cut any character yeah. and I would have still been like, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a smart, clean s- slit down the middle. Yeah. Two and a half Leguizamos from Tilly. And yeah. who doesn't love a clean slit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Tilly, thank you so, so much for coming on to Leguizamarama and so reviewing welcome. this movie. How do people find you? So you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tilly Capulet, or you could subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Tilly Capulet. And currently Tilly is doing these reviews on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, right? Si, si, bene, bene. So funny. They're Are you nice so to read? Oh, he doesn't come up in the reviews. So oh, I fantastic. just reviews the but fashion. You like I love Reese. Reese, I think. He's a friend of the podcast. Reese. <laughs> uh, Reese. But you, if, if you don't know Reese, Reese from Two Wong Fu Leguizamo Rama fan. Uh, he didn't bring it up on RuPaul's Down Under, but that's okay. No, 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 no. no. Uh, I think Reese is the constant for Australia. I think Reese has a career in Drag Race Australia because he's been so good, so funny. He makes Rue laugh so much. Mm. Shout out to Reese. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Reese. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you're, yeah, we're big fans of, of of you, and and let's let's get you back for a uh, for, for a, a Baz Luhrmann, so you can actually talk about Love Baz Luhrmann. Uh, but thank you so much. You are so on. welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank, thank you. you. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.